stop snowing. So for all the people who were afraid of the snow, it didn't snow, it's just drizzled. So we're, we're doing good. Um, this month's going to be about healing, physical healing, which also ties to emotional healing. And um, it's, um, I, I picked out the title, I prayed, I picked out the title of Over the Counter. How many knows to get a prescription filled, you have to have a note from a doctor? Okay, how many knows that you can go and get medicines or get um, things that will help you over the counter, you can just purchase them? The reason I call this over the counter is this medicine has already been purchased for you and I. Jesus has paid a price for you and I. The Bible says we're in a better covenant. And uh, the Bible talks about you and I um, receiving all the blessings of heaven and uh, all the things God has for us. And this is the medicine of the Word of God that He has given unto us freely. The Bible teaches us that we now, um, like I said, the, according to Hebrews, has a better covenant than the Old Covenant. Now, the, the Old Covenant is filled with physical miracles. It is filled with everything from axe heads floating to people being healed of all kinds of diseases. And it's filled with that. And the Bible teaches us that we have a better covenant now than the old covenant. Since Jesus came, paid the price, died on the cross for you and I. So if you get your Bibles today and, and turn to uh, Psalms 84 with me. Psalms 84, I want us to look at some things today concerning our life and the route we live with the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Cody made that. Uh, Cody... Um, Cody and Jerusha, they had a little getaway. I think it was a surprise for Cody, but it's his birthday this week and also their fifth wedding anniversary. So they've, um, they've went somewhere just to take some time away. How many knows it's good to take time away? How many say amen? But uh, Cody put together that uh, little clip before I got up here. Did you know it's almost impossible to find a clip on healing anymore? You can't hardly find them. You find them on everything from restoration to um, marriage to anything under the sun, but uh, once upon a time in the last 25 years, healing was at the forefront of Christian ministry. Once upon a time in the 80s, 70s, 80s, actually started in about the 40s or 50s, there was a healing revival that started in the 40s and 50s. That's where we got the results of T.O. Osborne, Oral Roberts, Kenneth Hagin, on and on and on. There was a healing revival that traveled through America and the world. And a lot of these guys used huge tents and had ministry under these huge tents. And there was tremendous miracles that happened uh, in these times. A.A. A. Allen, um, just on and on and on. The lady with the, the robe, I forgot her name right now. Um, Catherine Kuhlman, how many ever saw Catherine Kuhlman? Um, just uh, ministered with such a, a dignity and grace and people were instantly healed and um, and then we, we kind of moved from that into charismatic renewal, which was in the 70s, 80s, early 90s. And from there we went into a teaching, teaching flow. And um, now we're back into what the Bible says is the last day's move of God through grace in the local church. So that's us. That's me and you. And if we're going to complete what God's called us to do in these last days, we're going to have to really focus on our body and our health, physical health. How many of those we get one body per, per trip here? One body per trip. That's it. That's all we get. And uh, how many knows we, we, if we don't take care of this body the proper way that we can shorten our trip on the earth? How many understands that? You and I. So look at your neighbor and say you get one car per trip. Everybody do that. 
How many had an uncle or somebody that took good, good, real good care of a car and it lasted a long time and so forth and so on? And we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about the covenant of healing and so forth. But let's look at Psalms 84 with me today and let's, let's start in verse 4. And it says, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will be praising you. And it says, verse 5, Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, man or woman, whose heart is set on a pilgrimage. Pil- I can't say that word. Pil- yeah, p- yeah, that's good. Anyway, I looked up the definition of pil- pilgrimage or pil... I don't know how I struggle with that. There you go. Here's the definition of it. It means a journey, an expedition, a crusade, or an excursion. How many knows we're on a journey right here? And how many knows we're going to live out this life and we're going to have one journey? And the extension of this life is we get anywhere from whatever, 60, 70, 80, 120 years. Matter of fact, the Bible promises us in this dispensation 120 years. We can live 120 years. If we follow the instruction of the Word in the Spirit and the instruction of the Word in the natural. How many knows that you and I are going to shorten ourselves if we don't get proper sleep and rest? That's a natural thing. How many knows we're going to shorten ourselves if we don't eat properly? That's a natural so God's going to use the natural and the spiritual to help us understand how to make proper, proper choices. So the Bible's teaching us here that we're on a pilgrimage or we're on a journey or an expedition, a crusade, or an excursion. So we're on a trip. Everybody say we're on a trip. And look what it says. It says this in verse 6. It says, verse 5 says, whose heart is set on this journey. Now right now we have to pur- purpose in our hearts to keep God number one in our life and put our hearts first with Him and as we live out this journey. And look what it says next as we live for Him and walk through this journey. And as they pass through the valley of Baca, and that, that word Baca means a place of weeping. How many here's ever went through a hard time or maybe right now you're going through a hard time? How many ever went through a place of weeping? I want you to know, notice it says passing through. Everybody say passing through. We need to be more focused on the exit of the valley instead of the entrance of how we got there. And the Bible is teaching us that if we allow God on this journey, this pilgrimage, if we allow God to lead us and guide us from step to step, it says they'll pass through the valley of Baca, and it says they'll pass through the valley of weeping, and they will make a place of springs. The early rain also will fill the pools with blessings. The early rain. These last days that we're going to be living in, God's going to allow us to have early rains of His His Spirit, His grace. He's going to allow us to recalibrate and have restarts. And He says, I'm going to refresh you because He wants us to finish. Jesus is not only author, He's not only author and the finish of our faith, but He's the giver of our faith. He wants us to finish strong. The enemy wants you and I to get distracted. When we get distracted and take our eyes off of Jesus and His purpose for our life, His direction for our life, His word for our life, when we get distraction, distraction, we lose traction. When we lose traction, we lose momentum. And we usually lose direction. How many's ever hit black ice and you didn't know you was hitting it until you hit it? How many's ever run upon something and you lose traction? How many's ever driven across something and you thought it was more solid and stable, and you sunk and got stuck, and you lose traction. Now what happens when we lose traction? We burn a lot of fuel. 
We get, we get stressed and weary. We burn a lot of fuel. And we spend a lot of expenditures of energy and motion, and we don't go anywhere. When we lose traction, sometimes we get knocked off the road. And we're not on that faithful, narrow trip God has for us, that we depend solely upon Him for every purpose and grace in our life. So God doesn't want us to get distraction with circumstances and situations and disappointments and, and past failures. He wants us to focus on finishing strong and looking ahead and believing what God has for us. So today God is showing us according to His Word that we're going to pass through on this journey the tough times, the tough places, and God's going to make a spring rise up. What's a spring? It's a revelation of the Word. There's a reason the enemy has brought this confusion and a lack of healing in the last 30, 40 years. Because we got so centered on doing other things, and many of them good for God, we forgot to take care of ourselves. We forgot to... Listen, Jesus not only paid for our sins. How many knows through His blood we've been cleansed and redeemed? But He, played, he paid for our sickness and diseases. Now watch this. How many believe, and, and we're going to talk about some of the, the, the unanswered questions that people have in their heart about healing. How many believe there have been many, many godly people who died ahead of their time on this earth, their bodies died ahead and never finished their purpose? Never finished their purpose. The enemy has been behind us getting off the realm of physical healing so he can shorten people's stay on this earth. Now the Bible says we're supposed to stay till we're finished. We're supposed to stay till we've, we've done what God's put in our heart. And we're supposed to be pleased and stay till the end. How many wants to stay till the end and do everything God has for you and I to do? Well, there could be some small adjustments in our belief system that can get us to a place to whatever's in our body that's not right can be healed and fixed or receive healing. Whatever we're doing to promote unwholeness and unhealth in our body, we can adjust and we can fix by the Spirit of God. Some of it's going to be spiritual things. Some of it's simply going to be changes in uh, natural habits of what we do, how we live, what we eat, so forth and so on. But here's what it says. It says, they will make a spring, the rain will cover it with pools, and they will go from strength to strength, verse 7. Strength to strength. Everybody say strength to strength. Not from sickness to sickness. That's basically where the body of Christ is right now. They live from sickness to sickness. They get healed for a while, we get better for a while, and we need another miracle, or we need some sort of manifestation of what God is doing. And, and God wants us to learn to live on this valley, excuse me, in this, in this journey, as we go through these valleys, He wants us to learn to live from strength to strength as each one appears before God in Zion. That represents as we have revelation from the Word. So we live from strength to strength now instead of from sickness to sickness. In other words, from defeat to defeat. And He wants us to live from victory to victory. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're not a quitter. Everybody do that. Amen. Now turn over to Psalms 107 with me. Psalm, Psalms 107. Psalms 107. Look what it says in verse 20. It says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent His word. God sent His word. Verse 19 says, They cry unto the Lord in their trouble. He sends them out of their distresses. How does He do that? He sends His word to get us out of, his, uh, out of our distresses. So whatever's going on with you right now, God has a word for you. 
in this technical age we live in, we talk about there's an app for everything. There's an app for everything. And how many believes people are trying to fill those apps so we can go through an app and get answers? God has a word for your situation. It's tied to His covenant through His Son Jesus. And our job is to find that word. The Bible says the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus is the word. When you hold the Bible, we're holding the word. We're holding what Jesus stands for, what He is, who He represents the Father. So we're going to be looking at what the word says concerning healing. Some of us do not believe, listen to me, some of us do not believe that healing is just as important to God as redemption of our sin. And it's a package deal. They're brothers. Sickness and sin and poverty are brothers. They come in together with and under the curse to destroy God's greatest creation and His greatest love, and that is you. Jesus said, I've come and you might have life and have it what? But the thief comes to what? That's what, it's, that's what he's trying to do. Steal, kill, and destroy. And we always think about just absolute, absolute destruction of somebody's life. Shortening a life, taking a life. I'm going to tell you something. He's here to distract you and steal dreams from you. He's here to bring uh, interjections of lies and accusations to you. The enemy is the accuser of who? The brethren. And some people even have bought into this thing, well, you've got to be good enough to be healed. Were we good enough to be saved? No, we can't be good enough to be saved. We can't be good enough to be healed. We can't buy enough Girl Scout cookies to be healed. How many say amen? amen. How many loves Girl Scout cookies? What's your favorite? Thin mints, Samoans, the crispy ones. You can't do enough good stuff to warrant your healing. Healing is by covenant. Covenant is through agreement. And by one man's blood, we've entered into a covenant with God. And all the covenants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Noah, and Moses is consumed into one covenant, and it's made better through Jesus Christ and His covenant. By His stripes, we are healed. Let me say this. this. We don't chase healing. Healing is ours. We learn how to apprehend it. We learn how to receive it. We learn how to embrace it. We're not begging for healing. We're not running down healing. We're here to believe on how to receive on this journey when we go through the valley of Baca when it's tired and weary and weeping, how to believe God through faith to receive His healing. And He has created many pathways through Jesus Himself. Father has created many pathways of methods to receive healing. It's not just one way. And that's so, so thankful. I'm so thankful God is so good to allow us He knows that we would have issues and troubles if it's just one way. He knows that that His children are created uniquely and wonderfully made, but He knows there would be issues because we're all built differently. He knows it would require some level of faith to receive healing, but also there's, there's blessings of healing that really has nothing to do with your faith. And there's multiple, multiple ways to be healed. I want to ask a couple questions today. Uh, and, and questions that are asked in, in, in this arena. Uh, question number one, isn't God sovereign when it comes to health and healing? Isn't God sovereign? You know what we believe? The lotto system. One, once in a while somebody wins, everybody else loses. 
That's the sovereignty some people believe in God, that He's a respecter of persons, which the Bible says He's not. God is sovereign to His Word. And His Word is above His name. And He will never ever veer from His Word. And His Word, His word includes physical healing. But the question is, how hungry are we for physical healing? The question is, what do we bathe in? What do we bathe in? What do we spend our time bathing in, relaxing in, washing in? What do we spend our time in our eye gates and our ear gates? Some of us bathe in UK basketball. And yesterday it got turned around on us down, at, down in Knoxville. How many say amen? And they did to us what we did to them. But I guarantee if you bathe in it, you can tell me how many points everybody got. You can tell me what happened because that's what you bathe in. And that's not good, bad, or indifferent. Some of us bathe in, you know, recreational things. Some of us bathe in food. Some, whatever you bathe in, whatever you bathe in, you're going to smell like and it's going to become a part of your, your, your habitual life, your walk and your talk. And whatever it is, is going to be a part of your life. I went to pick up a young lady on a date years and years and years ago. And when I got to the front door, her mother answered the door. And she looked me right in the eye and she said, I smell a scent of hog on you. Well, I thought, well, lady, I ground three loads of feed today and helped sort out two pens of hogs. And I went home and I washed with lava soap. I washed with everything I get my hands on and even took some bleach to my hands. And she said, I don't think my daughter should go out with you smelling like a hog. Well, instantly I took a little pencil and marked off any potential life with this young lady and her mother. Matter of fact, I saw me taking her mother to the river and see if she could walk on the water. But anyway, God forgave me. But evidently, I had bathed so much in the hoghouse in the presence of those pigs that I couldn't get it off. If we bathe ourselves in the healing power of God, if we bathe ourselves in the covenant of what Christ provided for us, if we bathe ourselves in God's word concerning these things, we're going to start talking like that, acting like that, and believing like that. Because we're going to become pregnant with something. And whatever you feed on in the form of seed is going to bring a pregnancy about in your life. Amen. And when there's a pregnancy, there's going to be a, a due date, there's going to be a time that the baby's got to come forth. Amen. I want to promise you this, if you and I will bathe ourselves in faith, bathe ourselves in the goodness of God. The Bible says in Romans chapter, I think it is 5 and 2, somewhere in there, it says the goodness of God draws people to God. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you something. Sickness and disease doesn't draw people to God. Right. Healing is the dinner bell of God. And Jesus went about healing all who were oppressed of who? Of the, devil. the devil. The devil is the oppressor. The devil is the pusher-downer. The devil is the contract. He wants to come against you and get you and I to believe the lies of the enemy. Well, healing's just for so-and-so. Healing's not for everybody. I'm telling you, salvation is for everyone. And salvation is redemption of sin. Salvation is healing of physical body. Salvation is peace of your mind. Salvation is defense of your life. Salvation is prosperity and blessing. Salvation is wisdom. And salvation, another definition, is welfare. And welfare is not talking about the government supporting you. Welfare is God saying, I've got you. There's a big difference. Let me just throw in a little, little precursor here, okay? Let me just throw something to you. The devil wants this nation to continually back away from the Word of God and what God says man's authority and responsibility is. The devil wants everybody to blame their situations on everybody else. 
It's my dad's fault, my mom's fault, the school's fault, the government's fault. It's the cart at Kroger's I bumped my toe on. It's everybody's fault. No, it's my fault. I was born wretched into this world, and without Jesus, I'm going to live wretched in this world. And, it, and the enemy wants us to point to somebody's got to fix me, and it's called a socialistic government where nobody's responsible to do anything but to believe somebody's got to rule and reign over them. It takes away from individuality, takes away of God's grace. And I'm going to tell you something, if you have a problem with capitalism, you need to just study the Old Testament and find out all the capitalists in the Bible who created, through God created great businesses, great wealth, and great places of opportunity. You know why people want to come to America? Because we have opportunity. You know what you could do today? If you had an idea from God and you wanted to, you could go over and buy you two packs of popcorn and you can pop popcorn and get you some little brown bags and you can stand in front of Walmart and you can 20 times your money and sell $2 worth of popcorn and come out of there with $30, $40 worth of popcorn in your pocket in four or five hours. Why am I talking about this? Because it's the way God, he gives us choices. I make it say amen. And I want to encourage you to get stirred again. So the sovereignty of God when it comes to health and healing is according to his word. And Deuteronomy 30, 19 tells us that we, have, we can choose choices. Choices. Matter of fact, let's go there and look at that today. Choices. Deuteronomy chapter 30, 19. If you've got your Bibles. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. And look what the Bible says. Deuteronomy 30. Verse 19, here's what God's saying. This is what he is telling them. Look what he said. He said, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death. Everybody say life and death. death. Now remember this, sickness and disease steals life. Sickness and disease steals life. Healing and divine health gives life. One's light, one's dark. And it says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Did you know when sickness and disease affects a person, it affects their family? You know, it takes away from the family. It takes away time. It takes away input. It takes away finances. So look what it says. And it says, therefore, choose life that you and your descendants may live. Verse 20, that you may love the Lord your God. How many here loves the Lord this morning? It says, you may love the Lord your God that you may obey His voice. It's not enough just to love Him. Everybody look up just a second. It's not enough just to love Him. It's to obey His voice. And His voice is the Word. Jesus said, my followers, they obey the instruction of my Father. They obey the instructions of my Father. Look what it says. That you may love the Lord your God, you may obey His voice, that you may cling to Him. Cling to Him. When we cling to the Word, we're clinging to Father God. We're clinging to our Lord Jesus Christ. We're clinging to. Cling means to wrap your arms around. It means to connect. It means to, it means to cement. He says, we'll cling, we'll cling to you, to Him, for He is your life and the length of your days. Look at this. It's a proven fact that science proves that people of spirituality live longer, live healthier, and live happier. People have a belief system in the Lord Jesus Christ. It affects our body from the inside out. How many here loves the Lord this morning? How many knows from the inside out it'll affect your attitude? It'll affect your aptitude. It'll affect how you think. 
It'll also, it'll also affect your humor. I want to tell you something. Laughter is connected to longevity. Let me say it again. Laughter is connected to longevity. Do you ever know those people that are humorous? And I'm not talking about a dark humor or a sarcastic humor. I'm just talking about they see the bright side of things and they're humorous. Do you ever, do you ever hear people who operate in that? They don't complain much. And they don't fret much. Now, some people say they live in denial. They just laugh away things. That might be a possibility of a truth, but they come back to, you know what, i got one day at a time, I'm going to do the best I can, I'm going to live the best I can for the Lord, and a merry heart doeth good like a what? A medicine. So sometimes I think the medicine God has for us is learn how to laugh at ourselves, with ourselves, with others, and just laugh in the face of the devil. Let me just give you and I a little shout-out right this morning. The devil's been defeated by the power of Jesus, when Jesus arose, he made an open show of him publicly through the universes. He drug him through, took the keys of hell, death, and the grave back. He made a show of him to all the angels and, and all the demons that would, would, would come down with him. He, he showed, the devil got shown that. But, you know, we need to keep reminding ourselves that we win. We're winners Amen. now. We're winners. Even in our hardest time in Baca and walking through the toughest place, we're winners now. Everybody say now. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. There's people all over the world like to trade with you right now in your baka, in your weeping kind. There's people all over the world like to trade with me and you. And, and the truth is, God says, I'm set before you a choice. And since you may love the Lord your God, you may obey His voice, that you may cling to Him. For He is your life and the length of your days, that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give to them. So basically, it's not just a choice for me. My choice affects Brooke. Our choice affects our children. Our choice affects our grandchildren who are not here yet. And God's covenant lasts to a thousand generations. But you know, they'll never know the covenant if we don't tell them the covenant. We don't show them the covenant. And healing is a very, very huge part of the covenant of God. So he says, choose life that you may live. Choose to obey his voice. Cling to him. Length of days is going to be. You know, the Bible says, don't spend time with fools. The Bible says, reap of the wisdom of men and women. The Bible says there's people out there loaded with wisdom. And you, you, listen, that doesn't mean everybody has gray hair, has wisdom. Now, if you have gray hair, you've lived long enough to have some experiences. But I want to tell you, Charles Manson, you know, he got gray hair. He's stupid. He killed five people on a drug binge one night. It's stupid. People do stupid stuff. We all can do stupid stuff. But he made a wrong choice. You know, you, you and I could make a wrong choice. We've made wrong choices, but God forgives us. I want to encourage you today that if we love the Lord our God, we obey His voice, we cling to Him. For life and length of days is in him. How many wants to live long and live strong? So, that's the choice part. Who, according to the word of God, according to this verse, uh, God has set before us choices. Will God's sovereignty choose for us? In other words, is God going to choose for you and me, life or death? Or are we going to choose? We're going to choose. Are we going to choose to forgive those people who have misused us, abused us, wronged us? How many has been wronged in the last few weeks? Been abused? How many has been... You know, Facebook's good and Instagram's good, but some of that stuff's just a, it's just a, it's just a battleground for people to 
look ignorant and accuse people of stuff. I'm telling you, if we, face, if we put our face in the Word of God, if we spend time with the Lord, we understand those things, we'll, we'll begin to see that God doesn't use sickness and disease to teach us or humble us because Jesus went about doing good. He went all who are the press of the devil because the common thought is God will use something evil to teach good to His children. And it's, God's not a child abuser. God's not a people abuser. God's a good God. And if you, being fleshly and even evil know how to give good gifts to your children's birthdays how much more does the heavenly father want to give good gifts to his children so i'm gonna close out with a couple things here just to ease your heart i just want you to start focusing on health for you physical health for your your mate your kids your grandkids longevity you know i mean wouldn't it be great someday down the road if we had a 90 year old basketball team that did went and played we were such good shape we could run how many say amen and dribble and shoot or, yeah, dribble, not that kind of dribble. We don't want to dribble like that. But this is, I mean, what, why do you think things like that? Because the prophet outrun the chariots under a lesser covenant. He outrun the chariots under a lesser covenant. Daniel wouldn't eat the king's food. He ate God's food and had so much more wisdom than the rest of the guys. But here's what I want, here's what I want to leave you with this morning. Sometimes healing is just supernatural move of God. And you and I don't have anything to do with it. Sometimes God just invades your situation and he does it on his own as he's directed by himself and he does something like in John chapter 5, the guy laying by the pool of Bethesda and he was crippled and when the angels trouble the waters, when the waters begin to move, first guy in gets healed. First one in, that's it. I'm glad now we live under a new covenant. It's not the first one, there's plenty for all. But Jesus come up to him and he said, how come you're not in there? He said, I don't have anybody to help me in the pool. I got news for you today. You, you and you enough is enough to see you healed by the grace of God if you and I were received by faith what God has for us. It's not a works thing. It's a receiving thing. So Jesus said, pick up your mat, come with me. He said, you'll walk today. That guy never got in the pool. Jesus taught him how to receive healing. That's a supernatural move of God. You, God just invades your life and you're healed. Another one was in, in gifts of the healing in 1 Corinthians 12. 9 and 11, it's one of the nine gifts God gives to the church that operate through us. And as God directs and people live by the Spirit of God, there's a gift of healing and a gift of miracles. There's a gift of healing. It's, a, it's for all of us, not just for pastors and preachers. Miss Thelma has a gift of healing. When her hand gets warm, I'm telling you, God is signaling to her, I, I want to invade somebody's life and heal them right now. And I've seen it over and over and over in 34 years. That she has that. Does that exclude her and make her special? No, we all have, we have to discover those gifts. You've got opportunity for those gifts. But those two gifts I just mentioned, that's God initiating it, not you. You say, well, what happens if God doesn't initiate it? I'm just leaving you with this. Don't, dis, dis, don't get discouraged. There's ten more that you initiate through faith. Ten more. And that includes doctors and medicine on this earth that we go and ask to be examined and receive. How many of those God uses doctors and medicines and surgeries on this earth? The rest you and I initiate through faith. We call it out. We ask God to help us and, and, to, and to appropriate that to us through faith. And sometimes it even includes friends of faith. Like I said last week, they carried their friend on a blanket many miles, cut a hole in the roof, and lowered him down in front of Jesus 
as Jesus was teaching, they lowered him down. Think about somebody cutting a hole in your roof big enough to let somebody down, and you're sitting in there doing a, a teaching seminar, and down comes this sheet, this sheet or pallet, and there's laying someone on it sick who can't walk themselves, and Jesus turns, and he looks at the guy, and he says, your friend's faith has made you whole. I want friends like that. How many can say amen to that? So I want to encourage you. There's Healing is covenant. Healing belongs to us. Healing, we'll, we'll be talking about how it affects what we say and what we do. And I'm going to tell you, God's got a pathway through the Word of God, through His Son, through the Holy Ghost to get you healed. And not only get healed, but the latter part of the month, we're going to talk about keeping your healing. It's not, only, it's not just good enough to get a wife. We've got to learn how to keep a wife or a husband, or a house, or a job, and learning how to keep those things. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm on my way to being whole. Amen. Well, Father, I thank you for today, and we just give you praise, and we just thank you, Lord, for your grace upon our lives. We thank you the greatest healing is salvation, which is and starts with redemption of our sin. And Jesus, I thank you that you made a way to heaven through the sacrifice of your life on that cross that you became sin who knew no sin for us as sinners. And Lord Jesus, I thank you that you took sickness and disease upon your back and your body, that we don't have to be bound by sickness and disease on this earth. So Father, I thank you this month's going to be a time of healing and restoration, and we thank you for healing our lives. And Father, we thank you we're going to receive all the covenant of God, redemption of sin, healing for our bodies, and restoration for those things that have been stolen from us so we can walk in prosperity and blessing in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen.